make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Oh man, we got there. You guys don't know it, but that may or may not have been our third attempt to start this podcast, but we are so glad to be here with another edition of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Week six is in the books. My name is Jemp, keeping it 32 as always, and we have a full staff podcast today. It never happens, but you know what? We're here and it's pretty exciting. We have Pep joining us today. It's been a bit since you've been on the pod. Pep, how you doing? Yeah, it's been a while, and I have a lot to say. But, yeah, you know, rumor ha- rumor has it you're gonna drop some truth bombs on us today. Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna let you guys do the show, and I will try not to, um, you know, let my anger out. You're <laughs> so. gonna make it uncomfortable. <laughs> no, we want that unfiltered pep reactions. We need it, so feel free to chime in as we're going. Uh, we have the freaking beast himself as well as always, Alex. Alex, you doing all right today? Yeah, I'm doing uh, pretty good. Uh, it's uh, you know I'm pretty much gotten used to how uh, my football team's doing, so uh, <laughs> just enjoying enjoying life, uh, enjoying some other teams playing football, enjoying my fantasy teams winning, and. Uh, it's all good. My hand's now healed, so uh, completely fine. Yeah, you're back to full podcasting strength. That's exciting. We have the intern here remaining. Uh, we'll continue to be unpaid, but nice to have you on the pod there. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, Bengals got up to a 21 nothing lead in the first half, and uh, I think it was since the mid-2000s, teams that have done that were 93-0. and Not anymore. I think it's now 93-1. and Interesting. I, yeah, I still remember that Texans game, too. I don't know what the whole uh, – maybe it was because they were up at halftime. Who knows? Yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. That's a uh, good good job by them. And then we have a, a fan of the top two defenses in the league. Uh, Screwballs is here on the bot. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing so great. It's been a great first five weeks of football for me. I got the one bye week. But uh, I'm, I'm ready to talk some football. I'm excited. I'm hyped. I'm ready to talk about some top two defenses for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the important part is his team is actually winning football games, so we don't care about his opinion at all. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> uh, but we have a few things that we do want to get our opinions on. We're going to talk a little bit about different QBs and QB situations going around in the league. A few uh, key ones to touch on and the excitement that happened with finally having a left-handed quarterback come in and complete a pass. We had Tua get that uh, few plays in there for the Dolphins when they're up big. And he was so impressive, I guess, that they have named him starter. Alex, what do you make of this? Is Tua going to be the savior of the Dolphins? Well, I don't know that they uh, they needed saving. Uh, I think they were, were doing pretty well, actually. But uh, I guess uh, you know beating the Jets by 24 wasn't quite enough. Uh, but it's a big day for lefties, uh, isn't it, Reeb? It is. I'm happy that he's starting. I don't understand it, but I'm happy that he's starting. It makes the Dolphins, Bengals, and Dolphins Chargers games look more interesting. I don't actually know if the Dolphins and Chargers play each other, but I know the Dolphins and Bengals do. Yeah, I guess. I I enjoy watching Ryan Fitzpatrick, though. It's definitely an interesting call. Um. You know, usually when your football team is down like 35 points, that's when you put somebody in. But, you know, hey. Yeah. This is like the reverse Haskins. 
The reverse house. <laughs> the Redskins your, thing. You're thinking your of. quarterback is playing too well. <laughs> yeah, this change. is like in this is like in Friday Night Lights where Matt Saracen is up so much, and then they bench him for the, so they take him out of the game for the young quarterback with the big arm, and then he throws like a one deep pass, and they're like, oh, he's a starter going forward. But if any of our listeners watch Friday Night Lights, Spoilers did not expect you to do that. Did not expect wow. you watched it Friday Night Lights. Wow. Why, why, would, why would you not expect that? I mean, it's a football show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it is. I'm sorry. Like benching Chase Young for Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> like playing Duck Hodgson when you already have Mason Rudolph. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's kind of a crazy move. I actually think the Dolphins are doing it for two reasons. One, they want to give their young buck a chance to like get game experience and also i think the dolphins want to lose games uh so they are trying to uh tank with tua they've already tanked for tua now they want to tank with tua to keep bolstering the roster and realize that fitz magic is actually competent and uh i want i want him and i want Jameis both starting for teams i miss i miss them the two of the most exciting players in the league and we just <laughs> they really are the week. they're a game out of first place though like it's just what message does that send to your team? They're like, oh, we're just we want better draft picks. I mean, it, it is. It's also like it, I think it's a little presumptuous to say that they're just going to start losing games. I mean, we watched Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert like really play really well. So I mean, if he plays as well as games either, have they won? <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> 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 but but no, really. I think if he plays as well as those two quarterbacks, then I think the Dolphins, you know, are in a good position. Um, I think the main issue is that Fitz has just been so underrated these past what, three years. Like he's been legitimately good. Like not just like oh he's you know it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Everybody has this like stigma that like oh Fitzpatrick was really good this past week, but you know the that four interception game is coming. I mean, like it, he's been just straight up good for the past three years. And I I don't, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Yeah. And coming off of Alex's point, you know, what do you think about this from a fantasy perspective? I mean, you know, Mike Gusecki was looking really good as a tight end. I, I think he was fourth in, uh, um, stuff. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, he got blanked last week. So yeah, that he, got was a, he got a big old donut and this past week. Who do you who do you think um, Tua goes to? You know, like I'm sure Devonte Parker and Preston Williams will still be good, but how yeah. does that offense run? I don't know, Reeb. You're the college football expert. Who who's Tua <laughs> like to throw to? I mean, he just threw bombs to like Jerry Judy, uh, Ruggs, and Devontae Smith. But I mean, that's just kind of how the offense was yeah, running in Alabama. I guess that that's what you would do if you had those. Yeah, <laughs> their wide receivers are just so much better than like any other wide receiver group. It's just verts all day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's like what Justin Herbert's been doing is just going vertical all the time. I mean, Justin Herbert's so much fun to watch, and uh, Burrow's obviously been great too um, with, you know, a few few rough spots. But uh, We'll forget about the Ravens game. 
Yeah, just just forget about that game, and he's been great. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, thinking about tall quarterbacks, I like to just throw a deep randomly, and it's kind of fun to watch, but you don't know how they've had any success. Joe Flacco, is he done, or is he going to have a resurgence? <laughs> he's not I mean, going to have a resurgence on the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his pal Brashad Perriman back. I mean, that's that's a connection that just can't be – can't be stopped. Oh my I mean, gosh. do you guys want me to chime in here? <laughs> you can go off, Pep. Go off, Pep. I, I, you know, that roster is so depleted injury-wise. <laughs> and, um, gosh, they lost Le'Veon Bell. Is. They lost Le'Veon Bell. So what can they do now? They got Samaj P. They got Samaj P. Ryan's little brother too. <laughs> well, Michael P. Ryan, yeah. he might be as good as Samaj. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They got Jameson Crowder. He's producing. Crowder's been good. Crowder actually looks really good with the Jets. <laughs> Granted, he's like all they have, but he looks yeah. good by comparison. <laughs> well, yes, that is true. I think they will be fine on their uh, charge to zero and sixteen. Um, I mean, they legitimately could go and succeed. I mean, this team is is pretty awful. Honestly, like, that they... team is so much worse than the Lions team that went zero and sixteen. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. So much. Worse. <laughs> Wait till uh, Joe Flacco runs out of the back of the end zone, and then. Hey, I'm not saying they're as stupid as us, but we have some more talent on the team. Did the Lions have as much turmoil with their head coach where like he was threatening to be fired pretty much on a weekly basis? <laughs> I don't think so, no. No, the Fords are a lot less drama heavy on how they, they do things. Because so. like if you're if you're a player, how are you getting up for each game thinking, all right, well, this dude might be fired if we lose this next one? let's lose it (laughs) (laughs) I mean the only coach that's really had to do that for a long period of time was uh, oh my gosh Q was it is it was this uh, for the Browns my gosh I'm forgetting Hugh Jackson yeah Hugh Jackson he's the only one that had to do it for like six years of yeah man (laughs) (laughs) how does he still have a job (laughs) must have a really good interview one like two games to make the joke though Think maybe maybe uh, three coaches in two years. Maybe Matt Patricia should switch from pencils to uh, pens. <laughs> <laughs> Get it nice one. That's a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Speaking of another good one, another very exciting thing that I'm pretty sure we all had a blast watching was prime time. Andy Dalton has returned and looks as good as ever in prime time. Uh, I'd just like to say you all picked the Cowboys to win, except for me and Alex. Uh, yeah, I did not. I don't know what Kool-Aid y'all were drinking from <laughs> the NFL media, but... Yeah, I don't know if I was drinking Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's one of those things where it's like, man... This is probably the best receiving core he's ever had, and they're going against a not-so-great team. You know, he's a starting quarterback that's made the playoffs multiple times. Like, you really felt like, man, he had me 
I bought the whole sales pitch and boy, <laughs> it was Monday night. Did it suck? <laughs> I never, never bet on him. If it's not a one o'clock game on Sunday, look. I mean, but how, how is that a thing though? I, like, I get, I know the track record <laughs> there, and it's just true. But like, how is that so much of a thing? <laughs> look, I know it. It a lot of it is on Andy Dalton, but. Zeke did fumble two times. I mean, yeah, they were down fourteen to nothing uh, in like the blink of an eye. And their yeah. offensive line is gone for the most part. They lost like two of their Pro Bowl linemen. Yeah, and then and Zach Martin center. with a concussion. Yeah, they, they uh, need him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they didn't really give Andy Dalton much of a chance. Like I, I thought it was kind of weird. I know people were like, "Oh yeah, we'll just you know feed Zeke." I'm like, why? You've been so successful throwing a football. It's not like Andy Dalton can't throw. Like, he's not a different guy. Like, he was able to be a decent quarterback in Cincinnati and was good once he was surrounded by a lot of good weapons, which he is now. So why not let him try to throw a football? Let him get in a rhythm rather than let let him just hand the ball off and not have any rhythm and then have to come back from down big because your defense is terrible. Yeah, on top of that, I mean, like, you finally started getting numbers from Amari Cooper from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, and, in like the uh, second half, he's like held without a catch for forever. <laughs> and I had a bet during the game who would have the first catch, CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, and the first quarter ended before we even got that bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, got bad. Thanks, got back. It was garbage time galore with the Cooper touchdown right at the end <laughs> and then Kenyon Drake touchdown right after that. Yeah, that, yep. uh, <laughs> I don't even know how we'll deal with that in our dynasty league. <laughs> yeah, how ties are going to factor into our playoff race. Could be interesting. Uh, Alex, I was reading the pick as you guys were talking about the uh, – how we all picked the Cowboys in those part. But uh, I was looking at the Packers-Buccaneers game, and it appears in the Packers-Buccaneers yeah, yeah, game, I... you predicted the Browns would win 24-20. to 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack already pointed out that mistake. It's fine. It's a typo. Idiot, it's anyway. Let's talk about that game, then. Well, Pierce, sure. Do you have an opinion on that? Oh, you want my opinions yes. on that game? Fep was passed out during this game, so I don't know that we want it. <laughs> so um, were the Packers, apparently. I passed out, and then I thought Baker would just do his thing. You thought Baker, you're, you're with me. Yeah, I was definitely surprised at just how stifled Aaron Rodgers was by this Buccaneers defense. I think the Bucks are an awesome defense for sure. Uh, I thought they were going to be awesome going into the season. Uh, and they've been, I mean, this game, they were just ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, the, the Packers did start off, were able to move the ball, and then it seems like Aaron Rodgers got a little flustered after that pick six and then second almost pick six. Uh, and then the Packers offense just couldn't do anything. Uh, so I, I, I think it, but I, I am a little bit worried about the Packers just because 
Aaron Rodgers was just so good these past, like the first uh, five games or four games. Um, but like he's had these kind of streaks and he just hasn't been able to keep it up for the full season. So I wonder if he's just going to like kind of regress to where he's been um, rather than keep up that ridiculous pace that he was on. Yeah, I think they've been kind of with their heads in the clouds in these past like the start of the season, they've been able to avoid the narrative of just how bad that first round pick was. But I mean, there's all the talk of like, see, they're winning. They didn't need, like they didn't need to pick anyone in the first round. I was like, no, they definitely could have used someone from that first round. <laughs> and now if they start to lose a couple more, I think that narrative is just going to grow and grow about, I mean, just how they built for the future in the win now mode. Oh, this has been a pretty poor wide receiver year, right? If the Packers somehow ended up with, like, Justin Jefferson or something, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Could have drafted Chase Claypool. <laughs> He's doing all right, I guess. Mapletron. Decent start to his rookie year. Maple Not as good as John Ross, but, you know. <laughs> well, when he gets his new start, watch out. I think we were debating about the wrong best receiver on the Steelers a few weeks ago. Yeah, that that debate doesn't look so so good right now. (laughs) So we were like, oh, Deontay Johnson. No, Juju is definitely the best. (laughs) These guys have not done anything the past two weeks. So I think I think think Chase listens to our program and is like, these kids. Granted, DeAndre Johnson has been hurt, but Claypool's just been been a beast. It's kind of crazy. Like the second he touches the ball, it's just like it's so hard to catch him. Yeah, he's so big and fast, and you know that I heard that's good for an NFL yeah. player. Yeah, just run fast on the other team. Yeah. Robbie, John Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Don Ross forgot the rest of playing football. That uh, <laughs> he forgot you have to catch, catch the ball catch. as well. <laughs> he listened and he was like, "Oh, I thought I just had to run faster than them. I yeah. I did that." So let's just do this. Let's go through. It's week six. It's you know, uh, getting close to Halloween here, and we could do it. Maybe referring back to this last week, but just overall, think spooky, think scary. What team would it be the scariest? to have to root for going forward. So what, what team is the spookiest situation? And I think a lot of us can claim our own, but yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll want to claim something else. And why is it so as just from, just from a fan perspective, not even if you were the GM, but just as a fan, why I'll, I'll, I'll start this one. Okay. I am going to choose the Washington football team is the scariest team to root for <laughs> because what's scary about a movie or like anything isn't, like what it is but it's like not knowing and being unsure the washington football team is currently one game away from either winning their division or leading the division or the first pick in the nfl draft so (laughs) (laughs) i think the unability to know where your team is going to be going into the rest of the season is the scariest thing you don't know what you're going to do with your quarterback you don't know i mean the defense is looking pretty good i think they're like number one against uh, against the past right now or something close to it but there's just so many unknowns where do you progress do you go for another quarterback in the draft do you it's just it's just it's a scary time to be a washington football fan but i'll let uh alex and pep talk about that a little bit more i bet 
Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Washington football team wins every game, uh, 100 to nothing. So uh, it's pretty easy. You know exactly what's going to happen every week. <laughs> Sounds like Alex, you're having some of that uh, Pearson's Kool Aid there. As you're <laughs> it is quite good. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, all right, so if the scariest team to root for, I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, it's it's hard not to go with uh, the New York Jets, but I'm actually going to go with the other team from New York, the New York Giants. Uh, and the reason I think it's a little bit scarier is that, like, like uh, I'm I'm with Drew that it's like, where is this team going? They got a new coach. They, you know, have Danny Dimes as their quarterback, and they're just not really sure. Uh, like, is is Daniel Jones their franchise quarterback? Uh, I mean, sure, he's looked good at times, but he went from week one to week six without throwing a touchdown pass. So, you know, that's a little concerning. The defense looks better, but are they really – like, what is there to build on with this team? And I just don't know what they want to be. Uh, I don't really know if their coach is the right one for the future. I, I still know nothing about Joe Judge. I know he was the Patriots special teams coordinator, and that's about it. Like, what <laughs> what has he brought to the table for this team? I just I have no idea. I don't know what I'm rooting for if I'm a Giants fan. I'm rooting for just Saquon to get healthy and be a good running back because I guess that's that's something that could happen. That's all they got. <laughs> I, I don't know who else you root for on this team uh, that's like a foundational piece Darius Slayton's uh, like decent but <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know what what his ceiling is as a receiver uh, Tandis has been trying to find a team to root for uh, so she can start watching football and she's been pretty adamant about wanting to be a Giants fan I've been trying to talk her pretty hard away from <laughs> From that she can join our wine and wine podcast. <laughs> it's fitting that we all just root for terrible teams, except for the Steelers. Except for me. <laughs> but they have Strategic. a terrible towel, so they're fine. That's true. Uh, I gotta say, the scariest team that I think that would be to to root for has got to be the Houston Texans, and I will tell you why it is so spooky. One, they don't have a draft pick in the 2020s. Uh, so that that's kind of tough when you think about future. There's not really much hope there. But then also you think about we have a superstar quarterback and can't win four games in a season. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that's terrifying. And then you're like, what else What else do we have? We have an aging superstar and, on defense, uh, and we have no prospects. We have really, really cool old coach. Uh, but uh, oldest coach in NFL history. I do love Romeo Cornell. Like he's he's beloved. So I mean, you have some rooting interest to keep your heart up again. Like then, but you're all in on Deshaun Watson. You're like you're just praying. Like you're so scared that he's gonna be like, you know what? It's probably best for me not to be a Houston Texan. And then you're gonna try to convince him to stay, but have nothing to say. And, I don't think their offense is that bad. I mean, the receiving core is pretty decent. I mean, they got they do have some some spaces, but you got to watch him kind of. 
you know, fend for his life in a Joe Burrow-esque way, but then also have no prospects of winning or making the playoffs or making their team better with any sort of capital. Yeah. And, uh, their cap isn't even that good from what I've seen. So uh, They are a number more years into their rebuild as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, their offense is good because of Deshaun Watson. Like, if, they, if you just, like, put in, like, Andy Dalton in this situation, like, their yeah. offense would be garbage. That's what I'm saying. You're just ter- yeah. you're always like your only hope could be taken away by him either wanting to leave or God forbid, please forbid an injury, and you just who, have nothing. Who is their backup? For whatever reason, I want to say it's still Matt Shaw, but I know he's probably <laughs> it's, AJ McCarron. <laughs> it's AJ McCarron. Yeah. What? Uh, can you guys believe that the Browns wanted to give the Bengals a second round pick for AJ McCarron? <laughs> Good time. Yeah. Bengals are lucky they didn't accept that when they wanted that second round pick. Yeah. I think there's a trend with these teams, and I'd like to keep it going and just complete the trio of NFC East teams that would be the spookiest to root for. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, mainly due to exposure, because every single week, you got to turn on the TV and hear Skip and Stephen A. Smith talk about how f***ing terrible the Cowboys are. They just lost their franchise quarterback that they don't want to pay. They don't want to make their franchise quarterback. It was hyped up all week that they'd be fine with Andy Dalton. There'd be little drop-off and they could possibly salvage their season. All that seems to have gone away after a 38-10 loss, blowout loss to the Cardinals. You got players coming out saying that the coaches don't know what they're doing. And it made me laugh that I believe it was the Pat McAfee show. They did an interview with the former Packers front office um, person who, and they were talking about just how terrible the Jets were. And the former Packers, I don't know if he's GM or what he was, but... He said he talked with the Jets and he was like, hey, look, I tried to say that there is a dude named Mike McCarthy that they should have gone after. I mean, they could have had Mike McCarthy and they all were like, yeah, I probably should have done that. That looks awful now, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you'd recommend Mike McCarthy. He started to waste Aaron Rodgers years. They got into a whole tip. And I just I mean, you don't know where the Cowboys are going to go. Do they re-sign Dak? You get infinite memes every week of them sucking. Yeah. You just have to deal with every and everyone like loving that your team sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much fun to hate the Cowboys (laughs) instead. You guys see the meme of the dude crying at the game last night and his girlfriend was like, I I told I told Pearson immediately, I was like, that's gonna be a meme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was, uh, that was, that one hit close to You can home. feel that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Get you all away from that me. <laughs> but I guess I have to, um, what is this, spooky team? Mm-hmm. Spookiest team to root for. Might as well just complete the whole NFC East with the Eagles. <laughs> um, that well, that's the spookiest team to be on. Be- <laughs> yeah. You could get injured at any second. 
the team I was going to talk about was the Eagles. <laughs> uh, just because, like, man, you pay this quarterback so much. And then Zach Ertz just hates his team. <laughs> and, like, you can't even find a f***ing receiver. You got virtual fans booing Dude. you. Travis Fulgham, best receiver in the league. Travis Travis Fulgham is really good. I know he's saving my dynasty team right now. <laughs> he's really good flipping burgers. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> if if Travis Fulgham is one of your starters in dynasty, then there's a problem going on with your team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this isn't. Spookiest fantasy team <laughs> He and Greg Ward, and they are both on Alex's fantasy team. <laughs> and you know, you know, I'm a Washington football team fan. But my goodness, every single week I watch the Eagles play, it's just an absolute disaster. It, it's honestly it's kind of fun to watch the eagles because it's just like they just have nothing they have no idea what they're doing <laughs> and then some somehow they just sometimes just pull some out of their ass and carson, manage to get back in the game carson wentz tries tries so hard he does he does Sometimes it blows up in his face and he looks like an idiot, but I gotta try so hard. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I'm surprised none of us said the Browns. Cause like even though they're like kinda alright this year, they still just go and lay an egg against the Steelers. They did yeah. the same thing against the Ravens. I'm kind of annoyed yeah. that the Bengals play them twice now after they've been blown out. So like we get their Let's take our anger out on this team, this next team, both times. I mean, I think Odell's going to request a trade if they don't win, like, then like two out of the next three games. I haven't heard that he's like that unhappy. He seems. I mean, there's like footage right. of him on the sideline. He was like taking his shoes off and like yelling at coaches like that. I don't think he's very happy. And like, the thing is, like, nobody's Odell... happy when you're losing yeah. by thirty. Like. <laughs> Like even be- early in the game, when they were like down by like fourteen, he was like yelling at the linemen and shit like that. Like I don't know, I don't, I don't think he wants to like keep his talents on a team with like Baker and these people. I don't think he wants to waste like his last few really. really Drew years. knows a diva receiver when he sees one. I do. I've. Had <laughs> I don't know. Even throughout, like he was never at requesting a trade. Even when he was in New York, it was just that. And they ended up not wanting enough to deal with him. And look at him now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should have. <laughs> he should have stayed stayed with Eli. That's where he was best. Sometimes both teams lose trades. <laughs> <laughs> not often. <laughs> oh gosh. Houston's like, you can win a trade. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are winning trades? Mm-hmm. I thought you just had to get back whatever they gave you. Yeah. 
<laughs> we've been unsuccessful with that, but we've been trying. Yeah. I think it I think for Houston specifically, it really should be good for all GMs. If you try to put that trade what you're thinking into a Madden simulator and Madden rejects the trade, then you realize like, oh, maybe that isn't so good. Like, you know, have have something that kind of cues you in on that. They well, just think Houston that they're they're, they're probably, probably they're like we'll trade DeAndre Hopkins for uh the <laughs> What's the David Johnson? And they said yes, and he's like, perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, good. it's like the trade says very unbalanced, and they <laughs> Bill O'Brien was like, oh yes, that means we're getting the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. See another reason why it stinks to be Houston. I know he's not in charge there anymore, but you had to live through that. If are our players still going to be on our team? Who do we get instead? <laughs> About to trade to Sean Watson, and then they were like, "All right, you are out of here." <laughs> he was like finalizing a trade, and they're like, "Nope, nope, get the f- out of this building. They're get out of me, Texas." They're gonna give me Andy Dalton and Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, speaking of another coach that's having trouble, we've kind of touched on this, but. Uh, the Cowboys is a little bit of a circus with these players kind of going, uh, we'll say they're discontent uh, with the start to their season. What do you guys make of the turmoil there in Dallas? Which coach? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. Just play I mean, do we think like, I don't even know if coaching the issue or not. Like I definitely don't think it's been great. Like they clearly have talent on the team. And the defense should not be this bad. Like they, I, I was concerned about their defense just looking at their roster going into the season, but it shouldn't be this bad. Like I, I, Alden Smith has actually played really well, which I mean he's been like their best pass rusher. Uh, It'll happen and, when you haven't played for five years. Yeah, he's fresh. Uh, yeah, that's what you need to do, apparently. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but. I don't. I feel like players shouldn't just like go out and be like crapping on your coach. Like when I feel like the coach should have a little bit more control, and the players shouldn't feel like they can just like it's only been this coaching staff has been in place in a weird off season for six games, and I feel like if you're a player, you should have a little bit more faith in your coaching staff and feel like there's there's room for this to improve. I don't know that it actually will. You're probably right that this coaching staff is terrible. But I don't it's know just, if you're a player, just it's you should buy it. The funny thing is it's going to come out. It's going to be like the third string tight end in the fifth backup guard. <laughs> yeah. Like, these coaches suck. They don't know how to put me in the game. Like, it's <laughs> – Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's tough to know exactly how upset these players – like these players are just based off of how vague the report is it just says unnamed yeah. players are mad at it doesn't even say and what you, coach. And you, and then you ask them right after an embarrassing loss and the loss of their quarterback like again yeah. it's like how like i think you made a great point alex like this offseason has been so weird how are you supposed to kind of take control and set up a culture with a new team when you can't even be around them and then you have some struggles but have some cool offensive success on the offensive side of the ball and then your star quarterback goes down and out for the season like 
it's tough to just bounce back from that. Teams don't really bounce back from their star quarterback going down. Coaches don't have that in their back pocket. I know we like to say, like, next man up. But when your next man up is Andy Dalton in prime time, like, there's only so much coaching can do. <laughs> I mean, Nick yeah. Foles won a Super Bowl. Granted, that is anecdotal evidence, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I I feel like I've become like a Cowboys apologist now that like with Mike McCarthy and Andy Dalton, it's like I'm <laughs> trying to defend them, and it's weird because like I feel hard to hate the Cowboys when they're just this. this <laughs> I kind of I kind of think Andy Dalton's not not a bad quarterback. Like I feel like he's. Would he's you rather okay. have him or Kyle Allen? I would much rather have Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton, for sure. I'm curious your opinions on this after this upcoming Sunday, Alex, when they take on the Washington football team. Yeah, well, obviously the Washington football team will destroy them. I, yeah, I before you even sent out the pick them, I'm picking the football team to win this football game. Nice. I appreciate the confidence. Yes. Maybe not a hundred to zero, but I think they will. They uh, will. Two hundred to zero. Yeah, I think right. <laughs> I don't know if Kyle Allen is <laughs> physically capable of <laughs> getting two hundred points. Could have just freaking run for a two point conversion. That's all I wanted him to do. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty open. <laughs> it was so open. <laughs> Just decided to want, stop. All I want is for Alex Smith to come into the game and not get sacked eight thousand times by Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's for to be fair to the football team. Like I feel like the offense has been. At, then this is saying very very little, but the offense has been at its best when Kyle Allen has been in. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Again, right. not all saying right. much at all, but in this past game, I mean, we punted like once, I think. Uh, we we moved the ball throughout the game. There was like a couple bad turnovers. But... <laughs> the other drives are just turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like we were able to move the ball consistently, which is all I wanted. That was like the main problem with Dwayne Haskins. It was just so many three and outs. And like, <laughs> At least this way we have a chance. Alex, you, at least someone's catching the ball. Do you believe that Dwayne Haskins actually had a gastro, whatever it was, problem, and that's why he was out for like two weeks? Well, I mean, he's, he's still he, – yeah, no, I believe it. He was still inactive for this game. Like, he just was back with the team. Like, they're still not going to activate their third-string quarterback. They just – I, it, I, I, timing I, seemed odd for this type of like illness. As soon as he gets benched, he gets like a stomach bug that he's out for two weeks. Maybe they poisoned him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did a little Tyrod Taylor action. Yeah. <laughs> he said he didn't like jokes, so the Redskins like, guess I got to kill you now. <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah, and let's hop into some overreactions. Alex, do you have one to start us off? Uh, I do. Um, as soon as I think of it, in theory, I have one. <laughs> All right, fine. I can go. I can go first to give you guys some time. All right. We ne- we always get surprised by this question that comes every single time. You think we do something 
we'd plan ahead. But for me, I'm overreacting because I just don't get to see it very often. But the most beautiful thing in this world, something that, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the birth of my first child. I've been on my wedding day, various things, beautiful moments, things I'll cherish forever. There's something special about when you see a guy in a green jersey, number 12, throw a ball and someone else steps in front of it and then only has the end zone in front of them. Like the fact that it happened once, I was already in tears. And then when it was about to happen a second time, I just said, let's go ahead and pick up my my grave plot. Like I'm done. This is all my life is fulfilled. But unfortunately, I didn't get the full completion of it. But the uh, when Aaron Rodgers throws a pick six is just the most beautiful thing you'll ever see. All right. Oh, Can I have take this one from you, Jim? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Logan Thomas is the best tight end <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> he does make some great catches. Yeah. I don't totally. know how blocking is. <laughs> he makes like one great catch every, you know, season. Six years. <laughs> Just put him ignore, at quarterback. Ignore all the drops. Put him at quarterback. See what you guys get. He apparently is like the emergency quarterback. I think they announced that yeah. when we were playing the Rams. <laughs> That's impressive that they put the college quarterback over like some random punter or something. Beat out the best way. Over Dwayne Haskins. I was going to say <laughs> over your first round pick. <laughs> well, he's inactive. <laughs> But yeah, I'd start a minute over him, Dwayne Haskins, anyway. So, <laughs> all right, I, I have I have my overreaction. Right my, so uh, my overreaction is that uh, Jamichael Hasty is going to end up being uh, the 49ers lead back and going to have some heroic game that wins people fantasy championships because Kyle Shanahan just. Continues to churn through running backs and <laughs> now going on IR. So, hey, what you want to say? We all know who someone in fantasy. They're going to win you a fantasy championship because you've already picked them off up off the damn waiver wire. <laughs> I I have him uh, on my taxi squad and sleeper. Oh gosh, our taxi squad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Actually, Some proud of pick there, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I have my overreaction. All right, go for it. All right. The Dolphins have made the biggest mistake in the history of their franchise, benching Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick could arguably be the best quarterback in his division right now, and I think they have a legitimate chance of actually making the playoffs with him in. I think if you have the opportunity to keep, like, momentum, and if you have, like, the chance to, like, actually win games with like a possible star quarterback in the future, like on the bench healthy and like learning. I think that's like a huge mistake to throw him. Like I, he might be ready, but like, I don't know why you would throw him out there while the team is already being led by a competent quarterback. Yeah. It's good on reaction. Sorry um, for all the Dolphins fans listening, but you made the biggest mistake of your lives. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest mistake in history of sports. I'll try to do that. <laughs> go out there and immediately break his leg again. <laughs> it was his hip, Alex. Oh, whatever. Even worse. All right. Your, your, your overreaction? Uh, I know this is going to shock y'all, 
But I have two overreactions that I'd like right. to say. Reeb, it doesn't carry over. You don't get to like say, oh, well, I gave two last time. So. <laughs> well, one of them's not even going to be an overreaction. So it's That's okay. very true. <laughs> They're kind of not even really overreactions. <laughs> the football team is one in five. <laughs> what an overreaction. So if you are a team that is lacking in the quarterback department, and you just can't seem to figure it out, I think the remedy is to just bring on Tyrod Taylor and announce him as your starting quarterback. He's launched the careers of Baker Mayfield and now Justin Herbert. Both look pretty solid. And, you know, you don't even have to really be legal about it. You can just (laughs) stab him. (laughs) Have him on your team. Just stab him in the lung. And then the backup. Support the backup to start, God. and then, <laughs> then you got your starting quarterback. I mean, it's really it's a necessary sacrifice. I'm sure people in the Chargers organization would say, and the Browns, hey, and the Browns. Genius. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, you get to keep picking up a salary to get stabbed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to ask him: Would you rather have been stabbed by the Chargers doctor? Or be coached by Hugh Jackson again. (laughs) (laughs) And then my second one is that Kyler Murray has the best slide I've ever seen of any NFL quarterback of all time. It is borderline erotic. Just how. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the opposite of the RG3 slide. Yeah. Like. Kyler Murray needs to make a camp in the offseason and just invite every starting quarterback. Not every quarterback on planet Earth, everybody come to this camp and he just teaches them how to properly slide because he's we a, see it way too it often. feels like he played baseball or something. He's a professional baseball player. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, it's, the point stands. It's one of the best slides I've ever seen. And you Borderline see erotic. You, these other quarterbacks <laughs> that are slinging the football 60 yards down the field and then they try to slide and it's like they got peg legs. They don't know what to do. <laughs> Someone page Nathan and tell him to bring a, a tape of a Chiefs game to read <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's also, he's he's got the right height for it, the right speed. He just says, no, I'm with you. He's got a great slide. He's a great player. And they just destroyed Dallas, which is extra erotic for some out there, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Heck of a good week of football. Uh, heck of a good pod. It's always great to be with all of you guys here on the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Thank you guys for listening into the pod. Make sure you check out the website. Of course, check out the Pick'em so we can catch any typos earlier. And you can see how the Washington football team may or may not win by one or 200 points every single week. Look forward to some other articles coming out. And uh, let's and make it follow a us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Now we have an Instagram. Yeah. Follow Pro Football Jokes on Instagram. It should be uh, some good stuff getting posted on there as well. So check it out. Make it uncomfortable to beat every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness, enthusiasm.